Hello everyone and welcome back to the Intercast. Today we are going to focus on China. First, how does China see the world in the period 1945 and 1949? And then we'll talk about the significance of Mao's victory in 1949. And just before we begin, I wanted to say a huge thank you to Azalis for sharing her notes on the history of China. So China has been a series of uninterrupted empires for around 5,000 years that resulted in a Tsing dynasty from the mid-17th century to the mid-19th century. So it's majorly Sinocentrism until the Industrial Revolution in Europe. China's vision was too traditionalist and the country was industrialized very lately. Because of that, the 19th and 20th centuries are centuries of accumulation for China. And so this is also a period where the focus of various colonizers is turned to China. And so it is a series of unequal treaties between China and Western Europe. And the one-sided terms of the treaties caused China to lose territory and pay the reparations. We can cite as an example the Treaty of Nanjing, which was signed in 1843, in which China had to give up Hong Kong to Britain as a colony and had to pay the indemnities. Following this, the Sino-Japanese War from 1894 uh, to 1895 resulted in the loss of Korea and Taiwan, plus resulted an anti-foreign feeling. Then followed a series of internal struggle with many uprisings, the White Lotus Rebellion, for example. Uh, the Tsing Dynasty had failed to modernize and improve the living conditions of its inhabitants. And uh, there was also Chinese diaspora after the Civil War and another Chinese famine between 1876 and 1879 that caused around 10 million deaths. So then followed an important uprising in China between 1911 and 1912. There was the Wuchang uprising, which was supported by the military, and the establishment of the Republic of China. Sun Yat-sen was elected as a provisional president, and in March 1912, Yuan Shikai was given the presidency, but was forced to abdicate in 1916 because of his military dictatorship methods. Originalism became even more enhanced in China with the constant wars and warlords in every region and province. In 1921 is the establishment of a self-proclaimed military government by the Kuomintang, as well as an alliance with the Communist Party. After Sun Yat-sen's death, Chiang Kai-shek forced himself as here, and he initiated the White Terror, which consisted of mass executions of communists. Following this is the Chinese Civil War from 1927 to 1949, there is massive civil strife between the nationalist Kuomintang party at the head of the country and the Chinese Communist Party. Mao Zedong and uh, the communists are insurged against Chiang's armies. But in 1931, the Kuomintang encircles the communists from their reduced amount of land. And so Mao and his people move to the northern part of China, which is known as the Long March of 1934. Mao is engaged in a war to seize power, so we can make the difference between two distinct China. And then happens the Second Sino-Japanese War from 1937 to 1945. Uh, the Kuomintang loses a lot of land and um, there is the surrender of Japan. The retreat is due to the war against the USA. Um, there is then a coalition government between nationalists and communists, which is a failure. 
because there is a conflict, to take back Manchuria, in which the USSR and the USA were also involved. The Kuomintang was almost defeated, but Chiang Kai-shek refused to admit defeat. In March 1948 is the beginning of the Great Communist Offensive. On October 1st, 1949, Mao proclaims the establishment of the People's Republic of China. This resulted in the modernation, modernization sorry, of the Chinese landscape, the Great Leap Forward, um, between 1958 and 1962, in the goal to catch up with Britain. And this caused a famine and the death of 30 million people. The Kuomintang retreats to Taiwan and call themselves the Republic of China, which represents China in the United Nations until 1970. Let's move on now to the significance of Mao Zedong's victory in 1949. So it ensured a better protection of the Chinese population after, quote, struggling for their rights, unquote. There's also a unique central government that was backed by the whole nation, so it reenacted the Chinese grandeur. But the Chinese communists had won the war alone, without support from the USA or the USSR. The USA's support was going to Taiwan. As a result, uh, China has to turn to the Soviets for help. And as said by the Time magazine in 1949, Mao learned tyranny as a boy. So China is humiliated because of the ideological differences between the two states. And in 1950, the Treaty of Friendship is signed, uh, but it is the same that the USSR had signed with Chiang Kai-shek. So the USSR was willing to make China a client state and a new powerful ally. Okay, so that's all for China uh, in this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you in the next one. Bye!